Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. Welcome back to the Two Guys Named Chris Show. On the way, Lisa Lanier, our official attorney, will join us for Lawyer Up. Inside three legal cases. One of them's kind of interesting, an email from a P1 listener who says that a family member has taken guns from his grandfather, even though his grandfather promised the guns to him. So should he, is there anything legally he can do to get the guns? We'll ask Lisa here in just a moment. Before that, though, a rock, a two guys named Chris P1 listener has said he may have me beat as far as going to a fast food restaurant more than three times in a day. He's on the line now. Go ahead, sir. Yes. Yes, I have you beat on being uh, to a fast food restaurant more than three times. Well, tell us your story, sir. Uh, I drive for a cab company on Hilton Head Island, mm-hmm. and I've been there five times in one day. What fast food establishment have you gone to five times in one day? McDonald's. Okay. Well, good choice. What's your order? Uh, McDoubles, McChickens. So you, you varied it up. Ah. You varied it up each yeah. time. Was one of them breakfast? No. My friend, I salute you. <laughs> Did you get fries every time? No. Did they ah. recognize you when you came back the third, fourth, fifth time? Yes, they did. I thought he was really smart because he didn't get fries. He didn't want to fill up. I like the way you peppered yeah. him with questions, Kelly. Yeah. Didn't worry. You, you laid it on him. I liked it. I'm just so happy to be eating McDonald's cheeseburger right now. It's really the best thing ever. I think McDonald's <laughs> has it backwards. I don't want breakfast all day. I want a hamburger at 8 a.m. Agreed. I would love to have. Let's just make it all all the time. That's I, just it. I love it all. I know. Get a bigger pan over there, man. I'm with you. Cook it all day. I'm with you. You should see that movie. You guys spreading for McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. I'm going to be honest. Some dignity. Oh, ask Lisa what her favorite thing about McDonald's is. Lisa Lanier is on the line. What's your favorite thing about McDonald's? You know, I can't eat anything at McDonald's because of the celiac disease. It's, it's oh, a God. Uh, McDonald's in 15 years. Oh, 15 long years. Lisa, celiac disease. You. Yeah. No but, fries? I would be barfing. And, no, they put some kind of beef. Uh, I mean, um, there's like, a, like this beef flavoring that has wheat in it. That's what makes it so great. Hello. Can you order it? Can you order it without? Do you think you could order it without? Without the beef tallow? Yeah. Do you think you could? No. I'm gluten free. Uh huh. Um, I have celiac disease. Is there tallow in this? He's off today. Hey, tallow! I need to. I need to speak to the chef. There's tallow in their parfaits. Have you spoken to the chef about this, Lisa? I, we've been to lunch together before. I know you've ordered and had to have your sauces specially taken to the side and that kind of thing. They won't do that for you at McDonald's. Yeah. No, they don't do that. Yeah, it's been a long time, but you know. Yeah, it makes me so, so sick to even eat a little bit of gluten, so I'm just happy to stay stay clear of it, but I do miss it. Well, the yeah. truth is, it's worth it. I would get sick to eat this McDonald's burger I'm having right now. Oh, yeah. I enjoy it. One time, we were eating lunch with Lisa, and she does have celiac disease, and it was, it was a very nice restaurant, and the waiter came out, and Lisa said, I have celiac, so I'm gluten-free, so I need to make sure everything's right about sauces and everything, and the waiter said, oh, yeah, I have diabetes. What I hear up? you, sister. What up? <laughs> <laughs> I can't have sugar, so I guess we're both in hell. Yeah, what do you want that for a minute? 
Chew on that. I have. Uh, I'm type two diabetic. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, take your order. How do you like that? Okay, Lisa. Here's our three legal cases today. One from a P1 listener who says uh, his his uncle and cousins have gone into his grandparents' house and taken firearms without asking for them. The grandfather is a World War II vet suffering from dementia now. But our listener says. That he will, uh, he has told him, I want you to have the guns when he was more lucid. Mm -hmm. The grandmother is still just fine, but when she went to get the gun for our listener, the uncle and others have taken the guns for the grandfather's own protection. Well, the grandmother really didn't want to get involved, so uh, he is asking, what can I do, anything from a legal standpoint, to force my uncle and cousins to turn over the gun or guns that I want since my grandfather did tell me that he wants me to have them? Is it possible I can get my grandmother to write out a statement for him saying I want the guns? That I know the grandfather can't now. He's he's too far gone apparently. But could the grandmother intervene somehow in writing to give this man the guns? No, I don't think there's anything that the grandmother could do in writing right now. Unfortunately, the only thing that's really going to get the guns back is if the grandmother asserts her ownership over the guns and accuses these relatives that took the guns of larceny, reports it to the police, have the police, you know, have them go get the guns back. That's really about the only thing that I think that's going to solve this from a legal standpoint, because the the P1 listener unfortunately has no property rights in the gun. The the grandfather, and for all, and unfortunately, you know, for all our P1 listener knows, the grandfather might have told all of this. You know, I mean that 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 happens sometimes when there's a there's a great story about a, a friend of mine that was at her mother's funeral. And it was a family, lots of girls, like six daughters, and they were all sitting around, you know, after the funeral. And the daughter says, you know, I was, I I hate to tell you, but, you know, I was her favorite. Mm -hmm. You know, she always, every time I would see her, and they went around the table and she told them all that. (laughs) 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 Classic (laughs) mix-up. Grandma. I like the mother's sense of humor there. That's funny. So who knows? You know, maybe he told, who knows who all he told they could have these guns. But, But really where somebody, and this is actually a very common problem with the elderly is financial abuse of the elderly, which in, involves taking their things, taking their money, and really it, it's a crime. And, you know, unless unless the grandfather told the uncle he could have them too, which does happen sometimes. Why is everybody looking at me? Yes, my father's in a home. <laughs> yes, we just cleaned out the house. Uh-huh. Define like abuse. a day and a half. Who does that? <laughs> yeah, you're pretty quick on that. Where do those boxes come from? What does Hurricanes that say? and tornadoes don't clean out houses no. that quickly. The Red Cross can't do that much that fast. What does that box say? Memories? Nah, that can go. Pause it. <laughs> Here, here's some matches. Sell that. Here's some matches. Yeah. What is that? Is that sterling silver? You keep that. Anybody seen the old coin collection? No. I'm no. Not, no. No. I haven't. <laughs> I just got that fire lit. We'll melt these down. Yeah, just working through it, of course. Well, I thought that would be the case. I told him that's what I thought, but that we would bring it up to you. It's too bad. This this has got to be, by the way, on a side note, probably one of the most common things that tears family apart. Oh, yeah. You know, when someone passes away, like in this case, the grandfather, mm-hmm. division of the property. Right. Mm-hmm. Oh, know, yes. If there's nothing written yeah. down. Always, yeah. The family members don't speak to each other for a generation. That's right. The, uh, the listener, by the way, wanted to remain anonymous, but says... I'm a huge P1. I love your show. Favorites in this order, my rankings. Number one, of course, Chris Dem. Oh, no- how nice. Number two. Oh. Yeah. Number two, Biggie. Mm. Number Thank three, you. Chris Kelly. Mm. And of course, 
Wow, bringing up the rear. Up rear. <laughs> you know all the fun's yeah. in the back. <laughs> hey, Lisa, how would you rank us? <laughs> yeah, Lisa. Yeah, I mean, you don't even have to rank Dave because we know we're here. <laughs> just, just do the, the other three. <laughs> Lisa, let's get to story number two now. Now, this is a. Right. I think this is. I can't believe this is even legal. A neighborhood in Lexington, Kentucky has banned several dog breeds, including pit bulls, Great Danes, and Huskies. By the way, Chris Dem and I were at a pizza restaurant yesterday, and a uh, lady brought out her uh, pit bull to get next to me because, you know, I've said mm-hmm. on the air that I think She they're... did this on purpose? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yes. Specifically for Kelly. And she said, I want you to take a picture. Now, get down there with fuzzy butt and take that picture. And that's what I Please did. Please tell me it was snarling. <laughs> but you're facing his face. She's a sweetie. Yeah. <laughs> sit. Sit. <laughs> Well, why she's like that, she's usually yeah. real no. nice. Actually, everyone with a snarling dog claims how nice they are. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, the dog turned last minute, so it looked like I was giving the business up. <laughs> Such a magnificent animal. Because I was on my knee. Beautiful. What a beautiful creature. <laughs> Spectacular. <laughs> well, anyway, homeowners were sent letters by this neighborhood in Kentucky. The developer detailing a change in their existing dog restriction, which previously referred to unspecified aggressive breeds, German Shepherds, St. Bernards, and Chows are now on the list of 11 dog breeds restricted from the neighborhood. Homeowners who own those types of dogs won't have to get rid of them. They're grandfathered in, but you could never have another one. Can you do that, Lisa, as a um, as an HOA? Can you do that legally? They're, they're thinking about fighting it in court, but I don't know. They have a case. Yeah, you know, when as long as they follow the bylaws of the HOA, then typically they can restrict, as long as it's not something that affects someone's constitutional rights, you know, like banning people of a certain race or that sort of thing, then as long as it's not that kind of thing that's a civil rights violation, then, yeah, you can you can ban certain types of animals. And, you know, in my neighborhood, you can't have chickens. You know, there's people you can't have goats in your neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And it's not really that different to say that you can't have certain breeds of dogs. As long as they followed the HOA rules for, you know, the, every HOA has a set of bylaws for how amendments happen. My understanding is in this situation, the developer retained rights to make amendments, and he did what he had two neighborhoods, and they had slightly varying ordinances about animals, and he just tried to make it unified so that because he was kind of combining these two subdivisions into one. And so, you know, he's basically just making it across the board unified, and he's letting people keep the um you know the ones they had. Yeah. So, yeah, I think I think they're going to have a hard time fighting that. Yeah. Mm. In condos, too. Like, people buy a condo. They don't realize that you can't have pets in the condo, even though you own the condo, that kind of thing. It's not that different. Really. Well, they're mad because I'm sure owners of, a, let's say, a St. Bernard would want to get another one once that St. Bernard passes away and yeah. they might still be living there. It's unfortunate, but that's just the way it is. Here's another. Now, this also involves animals. There's a class action lawsuit that was filed like a year ago against Toyota. It just came up on the show this week. Toyota owners are upset because Toyota has switched to a soy-based material when they are doing the housing for the wires underneath and in the engine of the car. And since the, since it's soy-based, it apparently it induces rats to get up into the engine. It draws them in. And so several people have had to get costly repairs from the mechanics because they don't realize rats are getting into the engine at night, whatever, and they're biting through these wires because they want the soy-based stuff. Is there a class action lawsuit here? Apparently, cars manufactured 2012 through 2016 and then Hondas 2012 to 2015 all had this on them. And then we were, it was a, newer and nicer cars are doing this and it's drawing in rats. What do you think about this, Lisa? 
Well, they're going to have to prove that there is something, you know, that's defective in either the design or manufacture of these wire harnesses. And and if it's, you know, what uh, Toyota is saying is that this isn't something that that is unique to them, but the, or that it's unique to these newer wires. What their defense here is is that wires have been chewed by rodents for many many years that, that predates this use of this soy-based plant-based material. So it's really just going to come down to like a battle of the experts mm-hmm. and who can prove mm. that this is actually the case. And, and if Toyota is correct, and if wire harnesses have been chewed by rats for years, then it, you know, it may be hard to prove. But they just, it comes down to the experts in a situation like this. Yeah, okay. Mm. That's good. Yeah, I think Toyota wins. I do, too. Based on what Lisa just said. Yeah, I do, too. I don't think it's going to go anywhere. But we did get a story. I think it was Mercedes that started doing it, too. Mm-hmm. And somebody said, yeah, there's rats in the car. And all these mechanics said, yes, we're seeing it a lot more that rodents are getting in there. Yeah. They're trying to you know help the environment by using a, a better material on the wiring of the cars. So I don't know if it's cheaper. I don't know how it works, but it's better for the environment. It's Lisa more, can't drive them. Biodegradable. No, she's gluten-free. Celiac. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Toy-based wire yeah. Must be terrible for you. No Toyotas at your house. That's right. <laughs> what can you drive? <laughs> of course, her mechanic's a diabetic, so he knows all about that. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Put sugar in your gas. <laughs> oh, you can't drive cars? I'm a diabetic. <laughs> what?